In the beginning, there was darkness. Then, there was Paul Brown. Paul Brown transformed the game. Hello, Paul Brown here. Welcome to the first ever International Browns Podcast. COVID Cleveland. I'm here with Ian Wright and Jack Duffin. It is the pre-game show, Browns versus Raiders. Jack, this is more of a doctor's COVID podcast. How are you, mate? Well, good. I had my boost yesterday, so uh, I'm all boosted. Um, but it's one where we just kept pushing this podcast back for the pure reason of we just don't know who's going to play. Um, the defence is lacking depth. But other than the safety room, I'm not as terrified about it. It's it's serviceable based on the names and sort of things I've seen. Um, whereas the offense is struggling a lot more. Um, Cole Aletta and just uh, that's about it. Cole Aletta and a running back room. Um, it, it's it's going to be a tough, tough game. Ian, can the Browns just run their way to victory on the? On Saturday? I mean, anything can happen. We saw a game last week where the New England Patriots ran the ball, you know, 99.6% of the time, only put through the ball three times and beat the Buffalo Bills. So I'm not saying that anything is impossible, but anytime you lose the roster, and to Jack's point about even the depth and some of the starters, I mean, you definitely make the hill to climb a lot more steep, but it, it just, it's one of those situations where, the NFL, I think, is just doing itself a big disservice. And I think I asked this question on Twitter yesterday, and I'm curious to get your guys' thoughts on this. How bad is the optics for the NFL that they conveniently were like, you know what, this is a game, there's two playoff teams, let's move this into a Saturday time slot for our benefit, the, 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 the NFL's benefit. They needed to pick two games, put them on Saturday to fill their NFL network slots. They picked the Browns Ra- uh, Raiders game because they had two playoff teams put them in the slot. And then all of a sudden you got all this going on where you got vaccinated players testing positive. So any extra day they can get is highly beneficial. And then they're like, well, we can't move the game now. So I I don't understand the one way street of the NFL saying, well, we can move it for for our convenience, but now for anyone else's convenience, we're no longer interested in doing anything like that. Like, I just think it's an absolutely terrible look for the NFL. I I disagree. And I think my view is they stated very clearly at the start of the season that games won't be moved and they've decided to play it on a Saturday. They gave us a lot of notice. People have bought flights, blah, blah, blah. I think actually it's the right thing to do is to play it and get it out of the way and then we can move on to the Packers. But you see Pelicero's report says that they're not going to move games for unvaccinated players. The Browns are vaccinated. So the rules that they applied, that they put out there, actually don't apply to the Browns. So it's, it's one that, yeah, that in theory they should really push it one day. But does one day really get that many people back off the uh, the list? Who knows? Does it with the new rep- with these new rules? It very well could bring back 
that whole first batch of players, those vaccinated, you know, the Baker Mayfields, the yep. Wyatt Tellers, all of them very well could be back by Sunday. And if not, push it till Monday. Yeah. I Honestly, I feel with the operations that it would get very messy and could almost look biased to other teams, blah, 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 if they start moving it. They said that they're not going to move things. I personally think they're holding to their guns, which is fair. And uh, yeah, let's let's get on with it, basically. And the crazy, you the think crazy, the crazy thing is, what is it? Browns and Washington have 21, 22 each. And the Rams actually have 25 COVID cases at the moment. So we're not even the worst hit team in the league at the moment. But one thing I want to do, guys, is just go through the D-line, sorry, the um, roster. And when you look at it, We'll lose it. We're probably missing one or two key people in each position room. Uh, and as Jack said, like the safety room is probably the most scariest. No Ronnie Harris, no John, no John Johnson. Is Delpit available or not? No. COVID. COVID out. COVID, yeah. So our safety room looks, you know, we've got Richard Leconte, if I said that correct. And then we've got a load of um quarterbacks, which we can maybe put in there yeah so you've got the cornerback room is really the only room that hasn't been like decimated by the COVID Troy Hill yeah he's I think he's the only one like yeah Troy Hill's out but Denzel Greedy now Newsom was ruled out because of a concussion but you've got Greedy and Ward so at least there's something going on there Um, and you have AJ Green right AJ Green he's he's got COVID Oh, he's out. Oh, yeah. yeah. At this point, it's almost impossible to keep tabs on who has it and who doesn't. <laughs> yeah, a lot of websites aren't keeping up fast enough with the depth chart, so you don't know exactly. But And for the um, record, you Jack, all- your point about Washington and L.A., or the Rams, they, all should have, they should all be in that position. Because let me ask you, do you think teams want to play these guys? Like if I'm the Raiders, point. when they come to Cleveland, you think they want to play the Browns right now? That you think they, there's this stigma about, you know, the the locker rooms and how COVID travels within the building. Well, well, if I'm the Raiders or I'm playing the Rams or I'm playing the Redskins, I mean, I'm sorry, the football team, I I don't know if I want to play them mm-hmm. because if I lose all my guys now, it's like ugh, that didn't help much. Mm. Certainly going to be an issue. Uh, Jack, how do you see the safety room looking? Any ideas? Well, I can give you the entire DB room. It's Denzel Ward and Greedy are corners. MJ Stewart and Richard LeCount are safeties because that's it. That's all four of them. Um, that That is everything there. If we look at the linebackers, JOK, Tacky, um, I think Malcolm Smith did test, might have tested positive, I'm not sure. Um, so that that's your there. And yeah, it's it's proper, proper light. There's no rotation in the edge room. You've got Miles Garrett and Clowney. Um, so, uh, Did Porter Augustine go on? Or I think they'll call up Port Augustine, but he's not actually on the roster, I don't believe. Yeah. Our, um, our D-line, we're losing two big names, if I'm correct. McKinley and McDowell, is that correct? Yeah. And Odin uh, Bingo is gone as well. Yeah. But we've still got 
Touchwood, Garrett, and Clowney on both sides. Jackson, yeah. Sheldon, Elliot rotating. The starting defence outside of the safety room hasn't really been hit yet. Um, the issue is all the rotation depth is gone. And that's what's going to cause the issues because on the D-line you rotate. It's not so much an issue for linebackers and um, DBs, but that whole rotation um, is going to be really, really be hit if people are out. Um, if you're looking there at wide receiver, there, there's just nothing going on. Um, it's DPJ, it's Higgins. Um, Marcus Bradley. Yeah. Do you think Anthony Swartz will play on the, on, on the weekend? He's still out with a concussion. Um, and it's like, what, what's going to happen with the O-line? You've got um, Blake Hans, um, Betonio, JC Tretter, probably Dunn and Hudson. So uh, that's going to be a shambles as well, which would directly impact the run game. So, um, yeah, it's uh, it will not be pretty. And then the crazy thing is you've got the Raiders. There's talks that they might sit car and play Mariota to see what he's got. It's um, it's absolutely insane. Do you think they'll do that? Or do you think they'll play of car? I, I, I would expect car to start. I think he'd be mad to bench him. Yeah, they'll try to get up comfortably and then they'll just run some packages. Because at this point, you know, if, if you're playing a team that's hodgepodge of NFL starters, it's like you just try to get a lead and keep everyone healthy and get them rest. At, at the point where or you're at week 15 in the season, you try to get as many guys rest as possible. Yep. It's, uh, it, it won't be pretty. It's not going to be a pretty game. We started off as six and a half point favorites with the betting odds. We're now three and a half point um, underdogs. So um, it, it's moved a lot. It's um, one of those games, the path to success is going to be the Patriots-Belichick thing where you just establish about five or six running plays that your practice squad guys know, that everybody knows, and you can just execute five or six running plays where you're just controlling the ball and you win in just an ugly game. That's how you're going to have to win the game. If you want to win this game, it's going to be something ugly, short passes. You know, Don't expect Nick Mullins or Kyle Lilletta. I don't. I'm thinking it'll be Mullins and then Lilletta will be as the backup. Yeah. But um, you look at you're not going to be thrown well. for 350 yards. In terms of a player starting their first 16 games, how many yards they threw, and I know yards isn't for the number one thing, but there was only Patrick Mahomes that threw for more yards in his first 16 games as a starter than Nick Mullins. Um, yeah, and I remember, Jack, you may remember this, a couple of years ago when he was playing for Kyle Shanahan out in California for San Francisco, he lit up the Raiders. And I mean, they basically, I think, went to George Kittle. I remember I had some money on that game and couldn't absolutely believe that the Raiders got beat the way they did. But I mean, he throws a nice ball. The problem is, is who's he? I mean, he has Najoku. So I guess that's nice that he has a little bit there. But outside of that, anybody else? Donovan Peoples Jones, Nick Tubbs. You're probably going to see a lot of fullback play in there. Um, yeah, it's, it's going to be. Uh... Hey, the Chiefs got a nice fullback touchdown yesterday. So. Bryant's back. Is he going to play play? It's far some way. It's far some way. He's healthy and good to go. Well, that high ankle sprain is sometimes tough to cut on. I, I might have missed. I haven't got the latest injury report. Well, we, we have no idea because the, the practices now, all the people that were practicing, taking reps, you know, how many of them uh, went out with COVID? 
which is another thing, by the way, from a league standpoint, having the guys practice and then test them. And then the Browns basically wasted an entire day of practice with guys that aren't even game eligible. I mean, what a disservice. Yeah, that's bad. That's that's really bad, really, when you think about the process. Yeah, and, and listen, I, I'm not saying that athletes at this point use social media great, but I have no problem with what Baker Mayfield did. With, with Baker Mayfield going out and saying, guys, this makes no sense. I know the league's not going to like it. I'm sure his agent probably called him and said, eh. But at some point, you got to say something. Because, you know, the NFLPA president is in your locker room now they're arguing and saying this isn't great for the players. I mean, it has become a shit show very quick, and it's something we knew was going to happen. Everybody everybody told you the minute the temperatures dropped, everybody's going to go inside. You're going to have much closer contact. And the other thing, and I put this out on Twitter, is the, the, the perception that just because multiple guys are getting it means that the protocols aren't being followed. You'll see this all over. Well, the Browns uh, have to do it because the Broncos. No, the Broncos violated the protocols. The Browns are adhering to the protocols. They're following all the rules per the NFL. You've not heard any reports about the Browns breaking the rules. So they're, they're following the rules. They're doing it correctly. But that's the thing with viruses. You cannot control them. I don't care if you have Jeff Bezos' money. Remember, this is what I do for a living. You cannot control these things. It happens. The NFL should have known that. They should have built this in in terms of planning and operations and stuff. You have to do what's best for the players. So Tony Fields was the other defender who's out. So Elijah Lee, Joe Kane, Malcolm Smith, and Tacky Tacky are the linebackers tomorrow. The Raiders also have some injuries. So at least we're yep. not going to see Darren Waller and Perryman and a few of those guys. So there's a little bit of a bright spot. Here's a question for you guys. Do you think the Browns will win? No, if I'm going to be honest, I'm expecting sort of a three-point loss. I think it'll be close, but I'm, I'm expecting a, th- a three-point loss just because of the situation. Um, but I don't think it wins impossible. If the Raiders come out like they did against the Cowboys on Thanksgiving, the Browns are going to get blown out. And I'm talking 31-10, 31-13. If that Raiders team doesn't show up, and the Raiders team that shows up pretty much every other week shows up, the Browns very well could win this game with play action and Nick Chubb. I mean, let's be honest. We want to talk about a vanilla offense. You are going to see the most pure vanilla offense you've ever seen. You're going to see three to four different run plays. And if the Browns can just out-execute, this could be one of those games where you win 17-16, 16-14. It'll be low scoring. I think the over-under, Jack, was like 36 or 37. I it keeps falling so uh yeah so if the browns do win expect it to be a game where you look at kevin stefanski and say hey i know but i don't even know if he's going to be able to coach like have they officially said that yet so we're looking at 38 and a half for the points um so uh yeah. four points so they're basically saying it's going to be you know 20 to 6 20 to 16 21 what they're kind of so saying. they're expecting yeah. raiders to be 21 and browns to be 16 do we know on Stefanski yet whether he'll be able to coach? No. He, he so, just needs one negative test. So um, as long as he can test negative, even on Saturday morning, then he's good to go. Then he good. So either way, Stefanski, we'll, we'll say him and then his coaching staff, they just got to put together. And listen, 
the Browns have a guy like Miles Garrett. They have a guy like Denzel Ward. If the defense, Derek Carr is going to throw an interception. I don't care who's out there. You and me and Dupree could be out there playing defense. Carr is going to at least throw you one pick. If the Browns can get a special teams play, if the Browns can get a touchdown, I'm actually debating just calling this a Browns win just because I think they're going to be inspired if they do end up playing it on Saturday. I also do think, and I, I'm not going to say there's a conspiracy, but I wouldn't be shocked if a rash of negative tests possibly come in and some of the guys that we're ruling out maybe get back in ready to play. Just saying. Just maybe one of those things where the league's like, all right, we'll give you four or five guys back. Like you'll get maybe Jedrick Wills and maybe you'll get Baker and John Johnson. So they'll give you like three of them back. <laughs> no, I, th- I think anyone that tests that I've. So just before the Keenum news came out, I actually, because I bet the Raiders um, early on when the, the news sort of an issue came out, I actually bet the reverse because we saw the lines start to actually creep back towards the Browns. And I actually bet the reverse just to cover myself. Um, but I'm sat there thinking, especially with the rule change, that I think we could see a lot of them play um, because they're going to test today. They'll test tomorrow. Either of them come back as negative. Boom, they're going to be out there. So um, don't be surprised if on game day we actually see a lot of these guys back. It'll be interesting to see. But, you know, I, I'd like to see an inspired Browns football. I would. I think the division's ripe for it. I think if the Browns can just find some way to win this game, I think it just speaks volumes going into these last games against the Packers, the Bengals, you know, the Steelers and these guys. I just think that if they can figure out a way to get through this, you know, much like we wrote them off going into that Steelers game without Stefanski and Batonio and stuff, if we can figure out a way to get over this hurdle, man, that'll just leave you a good taste in your mouth going into Christmas. Yeah, it's a really, really, really talented Browns roster. Um, there's no getting away from that. So the depth is there and we've lost some of it, but it's in terms of the defense, the defense should be okay. Um, the offense is where the struggle is going to be. So if Nick Mullins can hold it together, we're in a good spot. But what we got for predictions? I'm going with Browns 14, Raiders 13. What are you saying, Ian? I'll, I'm going to go... Browns 17, Raiders 16. I'm going to go Raiders 17, Browns 13. Ooh. It's going to be a lot of guys. At, at Jack Duffin on Twitter. Uh, at, at Jack Duffin on Twitter. That's J A C K D U F I N. Please send all your notes. <laughs> but no, right, have God. a great one, guys. Um, it should be a crazy game. And remember, the game after this will be in Green Bay. Yes, yes, Potentially, yes. And, and also, we will, if there is a need, if there's something that changes, maybe we'll get another podcast in before this thing kicks off, if players come back and stuff like that. So stay on your two, stay on your uh, on your updates in your podcast. You never know. You might see another one from there if something changes. Go Browns. Go Browns. Go Browns. Go Browns.